who's going to be left, whether it's Fields, <laughs> Lance, <laughs> or Jones. Look on your face. Of Did sheer. I have a stroke? <laughs> it's his Weller we're drinking, I think. Uh, We're hot. All right, let's do this. Sorry for yelling at everybody right then. Yeah, that. I got so excited about our Monday night edition of Broncos Briefing. That was aggressive. Made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, my voice even kind of cracked like a scream. It did. There's somebody walking on the street down there that kind of jumped. Eesh. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, my I, friend. I got no national day today. They were all really lame. Like They're lim- always lame. Lemon tart. Well, sometimes it's like National Care Bear Day, and that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. But there was nothing like that this time. So how you been? I've <laughs> <laughs> been all right. So our last podcast was last Wednesday. Uh-huh. So we're five days past that, and a lot's happened. Just recap a little bit about what we've talked about the last couple episodes because it pertains to everything that we're doing. Right now, after our huge signings of Fuller and Darby um, and bringing back Jackson and locking down Simmons and picking up Vaughn's tender. The biggest news was the draft. And last time Mm -hmm. we got pretty in-depth with the potential of where they could go for quarterbacks and things of that nature. And everything that we talked about got fucking thrown out in the wash with what happened on Saturday. There was a little little move. You want to break down exactly what happened? So I'm sure everybody knows at this point, but for those of you a little bit behind or just want to be re-updated on the update-ness, um... Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's basically the GM, right? I mean, obviously, John Lynch is the GM, but Kyle Shanahan for the Niners was hired first, helped pick John Lynch. Lynch handles the cap stuff, but I think I think Shanahan pretty much has final say, don't and you think? And the personnel, it, it feels that way. It feels that it certainly way. certainly feels that way. And that's no judgment. I don't mean that to come around cross. I just think that's the way that it is because I heard somebody talking about how what a – a brilliant move John Lynch just did. And, you know, I wonder who John Lynch is going to pick. And I'm thinking in my head, uh, it ain't John Lynch deciding. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. And so they – it changes up the draft, obviously. It changes what our thought pattern was. Uh, but I just – I want to go through what it looks like now. We went through in depth. Uh, cool. Let's talk about exactly what happened. So the Niners were going to pick at 12. Mm-hmm. Dolphins were going to pick at 3. Yep. They swap picks. In addition to getting the 12th pick from the Niners, the Dolphins get two first-round picks and what, uh, a third-round pick? No, a fourth-round pick. Yes. No, pardon me. They get two first-round picks and a third-round pick. Third-round pick. So they they drop six spots while picking up two first-round picks and a third pick. So on paper, that's kind of a win-win, right? The Dolphins obviously don't need a quarterback had no intention of, even if you would argue they need one, they're not going to after drafting two of seventh overall last year. And now this puts them in prime position after trading again with Philly to get back up to that six spot. Mm-hmm. So they went from three to 12, and now mm-hmm. they've moved from 12 to six. six. And they gave up a lot to get up to where Philly is, which is going to impact us. We'll talk more about that. But just to put a bow on where they're at. So the Niners drop down to 12. They've since moved back up to six, trading with the Eagles. And they the gave Dolphins. Up, the Dolphins. Trading, no, the Dolphins traded you, with the you Eagles. You said the Niners the moved to 12 and then moved back up to six by trading. Well, just stop me when I'm wrong <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, that's right. Miami went 
back up to the six spot, trading with the Eagles uh, to move up six spots. Dude, they gave up another first round pick and a fourth round pick. It's a lot. It's really interesting. Like, what, what are they going for there? And that's the spot that we talked about last week. We felt like Denver needed to move into to really make it a go for one of these quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Uh, but it seems like Miami's really going to want to stay in that spot. Oh, yeah. They don't I mean, give up a first and a fourth uh-huh. to not stay in that spot to pick. And it's probably a wide receiver they're going for. Probably a wide receiver. Which feels like a lot to give up for a wide receiver when there's three legit potential superstars out of the receivers. Right? Mm-hmm. Two kids from Bama and Chase. So they, they must yeah. really like. They really, really, really like Chase, who I think is what most. Yeah. Have him have them picking at this point. So now it looks like I mean, if we had to guess, we have uh, at least three quarterbacks going one, two, three. Yeah, that's where it changes everything for the Broncos because we thought that quarterbacks were going to go one, two, not be picked at third. It was a potential trade spot. Niners did it. Four was a potential trade spot. Five, six were potential trade spots. Now it's gone. Top three quarterbacks are gone. Yep. Definitely Lawrence. Definitely Wilson. And then whoever Kyle Shanahan thinks is number three. Yep, which uh, most of what I've seen, it's showing Trey Lance in that third pick. And that makes uh, a lot of sense for them. Well, first off, did you see Shanahan and Lynch had a press conference today? I didn't watch or hear about the press conference. So they had a press conference today, and they said what everybody already knew. They traded into that third spot to ensure they got one of the top three quarterbacks. Yep. They make no bones about that. Now, they didn't say who they were going to pick. I have a feeling that they know. But they have plenty of time now to really go look at Fields, really go look at Wilson, really go look at Lance. Yeah, I mean, there's still there's still a good chance that Mac Jones or Fields are available or Lance in the, at the number nine spot. Uh, yes, uh, I think there's a good chance Carolina is going to pick a quarterback. I feel like that's the consensus. So there's still let's just have the scenario where Carolina picks either Mac Jones or Justin Fields. Still a really good chance that in the ninth spot, one of those quarterbacks is going to be available. And I'm more and more inclined to say that Denver needs to pick a quarterback. Yeah, me too. And I want to go over a little pros and cons of Drew Locke here in a little bit. Um, But I'm with you. And I think there's a decent chance that there's a quarterback still at nine. But another thing that Kyle Shanahan said at the press conference today was that he thinks these five quarterbacks are going to go quicker than anybody even thinks they're going to go. Really? really? And so they wanted to assure they got one of the top three guys and they just weren't going to mess around. Um, so it's kind of like what we were talking about last podcast where I said if there's somebody that you like at nine yeah. and you're willing to give them the franchise, which is effectively what you're doing, just go get them. And that's what Shanahan is saying. He's like, listen, if there's somebody that would fall to 12 and we're willing to take him, we're going to go get him. Yeah. And beyond that, we that's fucking want doing. one of them, so we're going to ensure we go get him. You know, the crazy thing about it, about 25 to 50% of, of what I've seen, I've just been watching, looking at all the mock drafts, has uh, New York not picking a quarterback. That's nonsense. Number two. It's nonsense. Nonsense. But regardless of that, there's still opportunity for Denver to move up, but it would be into the fifth spot. Or the fourth. Or the fourth. Yeah, or the fourth. You're right, fourth or fifth. Because while you say, and I agree with you, that one of them will probably fall to nine, we I think that there's a general consensus that Carolina is going to pick a quarterback. And if they're not picking a quarterback, that's a perfect trade-out of spot, right? If you're not picking a quarterback, just trade sure, out of that. Trade out of it. Which means that you're running the risk of a quarterback being taken at four, 
five, six, and seven. Not by the teams who currently hold those picks, but by somebody leapfrogging you. Yeah. I've seen <clears throat> scenarios where New England is in the mix to leapfrog. Yeah. I've seen scenarios where um, <clears throat> Chicago's in the mix to leapfrog. Yeah. I mean, you got right now four, five, six, seven are not picking quarterbacks. No. They're not picking quarterbacks. There's some, someone else is going to trade down into one of those spots. There's no doubt about it. Unless they fall in lo- unless, for example, like Atlanta falls in love with uh, Pitts. Yeah. The generational, everybody's talking about generational Rob Gronkowski, Vernon Davis tight end. Um, you're not trading out of four and still getting Pitts, even if you trade to nine. Likely. Yeah. So I can see somebody falling in love with one player. Well, we know Dolphins aren't trading out of six, right? They just traded into yeah, it, they, which they is want crazy. To be they do that before draft day. Unless their plan is to continue to try to trade down. but That doesn't make any trade sense. Up. I can't imagine that. I feel like uh, I feel like those fourth and fifth picks, because almost everywhere has Atlanta picking the cornerback. A corner? A corner, yep. Yeah, you got to trade. If you're, if you're going to take one of the top three corners, you need a drop out of the top ten, boy. Or at least down to that nine ten spot. I'm looking. Uh, yeah, two two of the three I'm looking right now have them picking at a corner, and then uh, one has them picking Sewell, the offensive lineman. I could buy that. I could buy an offensive lineman or Pitts, but outside of that, you got to trade out. And then we got pretty much a consistent or uh, yeah, consistently it's wide receiver, wide receiver quarterback with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. It's just different who's the quarterback going to be. Yeah, and this all hinges on the Niners, right? So last podcast, I talked about that while I think Lance has the ability to be a superstar out of this draft, if you're a team in need of a quarterback, quarterback week one, week eight, week 16, you might want to stay away from him because he's so young. But if you're the Niners, and the Niners said today, interestingly, they have no intention of training Garoppolo. Garoppolo? This is good whiskey. What are we drinking here? Weller. Weller. Special reserve. Oh, big it's dog. Good. It's very delicious. Um, Garoppolo. They have no intention of trading him. And, and the way that Shanahan was kind of spewing his guts, it didn't sound like it was one of those situations of like, listen, if you want Garoppolo, you better bring the house because we ain't getting rid of him. Yeah. It's not one of those where like, okay, he's for sale. Like trying to keep his value up. It didn't feel like that. It felt like... It was Garoppolo's team next year, and he even said a good problem for the 49ers to have is for Garoppolo to stay healthy and have a Pro Bowl year. Yeah, he said because then we got a quarterback waiting in the wins, we got a Pro Bowl quarterback. That's a good, that's the problem I want to have, and he has no intention of getting rid of Garoppolo because he said whoever we pick at three has no expectation of them playing yeah. next year, which could be. Uh, I would feel like it's going to be Lance or Mac Jones. What makes you think that? I think Lance is a heavy candidate. I think Matt, I, uh, I think by what he's saying there with the Mac Jones, uh, I think there's he he might have the most upside of any of the quarterbacks. Lance, I think Lance does. Well, you think Jones? Lance does? might. Well, I think the person with the most upside is is Lawrence. Yeah, but I think the the one that could be the best pick. Who ends up being the best long-term pick at the at the price could be Mac Jones. Man, well, 
I think that if we were to get a quarterback, I mean, if the Broncos are going to get a quarterback, it's most likely going to be Jones. So I hope that you're right. Yeah, I think, I, I think Fields of, could be available there. Yeah, I think he could be too. I think it'd be between the it, it, both of them might be available. It, it might There's be a good chance between Fields and Jones mm-hmm. is who I think is going to be available. The reason that I think they're going to be available is because I think Lance has the most upside. So this was, and if you think about it, you know, last podcast I talked about how I think Jones is the most ready to start, and I don't disagree with what I said, but when you look at it, they all have like 17 starts under the belt. Yeah, between between Jones and between Lance. between Jones, Lance, and, and Fields and Fields, yep. So I mean, let's look. None of them are longtime starters. This new, this recent, the most recent CBS has Lawrence, Wilson. They got Jones at third. Yeah, I just, and then I they got a con, uh, Justin Fields at at eight. Maybe so Lance would have either at nine. That would leave Lance, assuming somebody else is trading into the fourth, fifth. Somebody's trading into fourth or fifth spot. I have a hundred dollar Bellagio chip in my pocket that says Lance doesn't make it past six. Fourth, fifth, or well, sixth, they're not picking quarterback. I know. Fourth, fifth, or seventh. Oh, yeah. Well, I my point to that was he's not making it past four or five. That Atlanta pick, pick, somebody's going to get him. Or they're going to pick him at third. Yep. I think they're going to pick him at third. Just interested to see what some of these most recent mocks have out. So we got uh, son of a bitch. Um, while you're looking at that, I want to talk about our at least start the conversation of what it would take for Denver to move from nine to four, five, or seven. So I did a little bit of research just to see trend-wise what it might take to get up there. Well, Miami kind of screwed everybody because Miami gave up a lot to get from 12 to 6, right? Mm-hmm. They swapped picks, and they gave up a first-rounder and a fourth-rounder. That's a lot to move up six spots. So for Denver to move up to that four range, that's only moving up five spots. Moving up five, that's four spots. Dude, it might take another first-round pick, at a minimum a second-round pick, to get up that high It might from the nine spot. It just, ah, man, it's so... So this most recent one on NFL.com has Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, which is probably what the well, consensus is for most people. I think that's consensus. Then we got Sertan, the cornerback. That's too high. It's so too high. Chase, which I think that's pretty much the consensus is Chase going number six. I think yeah. that's why Miami moved up. I think so too. And then you got Devonta Smith, Mac Jones going to number eight, and they have – Justin Fields going to Denver Broncos. I'd be happy with that. I just, I do not see it falling that way. I There's think no way Sertan goes in the top seven. I think a quarter, because someone's going to trade out. Because somebody's going to trade out. I think a quarterback could fall to Denver. And he's not Champ Bailey. But if Denver is really hot on Justin Fields or Mac Jones, they're, they need a trade down. And we were talking about the sixth pick. Now we're going to have to, we're talking fourth or fifth pick. Yeah, or seventh. Or seventh. You got to get ahead or of Carolina. Seven. Yeah, yep. And I think you're guaranteed. Happen- you're almost guaranteed a quarterback in that scenario, but you're not guaranteed the one you might be hot on to try to trade up. So you'd have to be really confident in either Jones or Fields or potentially potentially Lance. Potentially, I mean, there is a chance of that. Yeah, and my perspective, like I said, has changed on that a little bit. Last podcast, I talked about where I wouldn't want Lance. Like, don't get me wrong. If we stay at nine. 
and Lance is the fifth quarterback off the board and he falls to us at nine, I'd want to snatch him up. Yeah. What I'm saying is if we were to trade into that four or five or seven range, I wouldn't necessarily want Lance because I don't think that he's somebody who can start right away. Well, fuck it. I, I just take that all back. I. You're I, taking him over Jones? I don't know that I'm taking him over Jones, but I'm not, if the Lance is my guy, I'm not worried about not having an incumbent in front of him. Locke is my incumbent in front of yeah. him. And or trade Locke for a fourth round pick and sign Alex Smith and have that be your incumbent ahead of yeah. him. I'm just, if you love him, where I was like, I, I don't think I'd want him, I I was just wrong in saying that. You want him. If if he has the potential to be a Pro Bowl quarterback, I don't care if you got to wait two years and you got to suffer through Drew Locke for 20 games, go get to your guy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're in the position to get, potentially, Lance, Jones, or Fields. Yeah. That, this might be the only chance in the next, hopefully, 10, 15 years that Denver's going to have a chance to get a quarterback of that caliber in the in the draft. I agree, too. Because this year, with the, the way they stack the defense, the way the team looks, with the injured players coming back, there's no way that they're not having a decent season. And by decent, I mean, I can't imagine them not being 500. Right. They're not going to be in this position. And not only that, the talent's not there next year. Not at the, the talent's not there or... in the quarterback position. And I'm not, I haven't ever been sold on Locke in any capacity whatsoever. I don't, I see his ceiling being a mediocre quarterback. So mediocre meaning uh, 12 to 18 in the league. Andy Dalton, David Carr. Yep. And when you're in a division with Patrick, with the best quarterback in the NFL and the best young a quarterback. rising star yep. and Justin Herbert, yeah, you can't mess around. And that's where I give. Shanahan and Lynch a lot of credit, right? They have a NFC conference championship contending team. Yeah, That didn't happen this year, but they were the only team that had more injuries than Denver this year. Yeah. And they had shitty quarterback play. They're looking at it like, if we have above average quarterback play, we're, we're staring down the barrel of an NFC championship game. Yeah. And so why fuck around? And I think, and I don't believe him about trading Garoppolo. I think they, I think they have an intention of getting rid of him. Well, one can believe that just by hearing what he said. I, I believed him. Yeah. But even if, even if they have, even if they want to trade him, of course he's going to say. I grant you that he's going to say exactly what they he said today, even if they were planning. Yeah. So that very well could be, but it makes sense for them. Yeah. They draft one of the because. One of the, they're either going to get Jones, Fields, or Lance, and none of those guys, except for maybe, maybe Jones, are ready to start next year. Maybe. They're yep. just not. And these guys are thinking NFC Championship or bust. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, so, yeah, and that was a good point about Locke, right? Like, you think we're staring down the barrel of at least an 8-8 eight and eight team. You've made the point before that the weakest link on the team is now the quarterback position. Obviously, I agree wholeheartedly with that. When the season wrapped up, I wanted to move on with Locke. Yeah. Part of the reason I wanted to move on with Locke is because I thought there was no chance in hell that we would have a shot at a quarterback that I th was willing to give the franchise over to at, at nine. Yeah. Well, that is diminished a little bit because after we get to study these quarterbacks, you realize there's five top ten quarterbacks in this year's draft. That's crazy. It's strong as hell. And then 
you know, at the end of the season when I was saying let's roll it back with Locke because having seen every single snap he's ever taken, I've seen enough flashes to think that there's the potential of what Josh Allen did. I'm not saying that that's likely. I'm just saying there's the potential. He has that kind of arm talent, right? Okay. Um, so if you factor in, I thought there was no chance for us to get a legit quarterback at nine. Yeah. That since changed. I think there is. I think we have a chance of that. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my head and secondary to all of it was that if we roll one more year with Locke, we get him in the same offensive system back-to-back years for the first time in his, either his collegiate or professional career. Yeah. It's a big deal. It is. Since this guy was a freshman in college, played four years in college, now two years for the Broncos, he's never had the same coordinator. I, I thought to myself, you know, that gives him a chance. I'd like to see that. Knowing in the back of my head if he fails like he failed this year, then we will have a top five-ish pick next year. Yep. But with everything that General Patton has done this year, yeah. we are not going to have you a top five You didn't expect this free agency to turn out the way that it did. No, so. it didn't. Yep. And then you factor in all of, and I'll talk about this here in a little bit, all of the injuries that everybody listening knows that we have, but I'd like to go over it in detail. We probably should have been 8-8 eight and eight or better last year, even with Locke, if you, take out, if you just have an average injury year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, everything you mentioned made sense, and it makes sense to flip your opinion because Denver turned. Denver was be- turning from a team that was becoming undesirable. You wouldn't want to be there. Yeah, it's not a place that a, a player would want to be. To literally one off season, one free agency, just season, you they've changed the entire culture. Where right now it feels like it did the year they brought in Peyton Manning. And it was a hot place to be. Yeah, I mean, not to that extent because they don't have Peyton Manning. I get but your it's point. A, it's a it's a cool place to be. You're a defensive player. Holy shit! I want to go play there. I want to sign back at five million instead of the ten million that I thought I was getting because of the moves that they made. Right. So you don't want another year of mediocrity. That mediocrity. Is he that said a word? mediocrity. Mediocrity. It's probably a word in Minnesota. Minnesota, where. It starts to diminish what you've built, and Locke could, could d- diminish that. You have a bad season with a rookie quarterback who has flares of greatness. That's a lot more redeeming than a guy in his third year who sucks. Yeah. And you're not ending up uh, three and thirteen with the number four pick. That's not happening this year. It's not happening. No, I, barring. And then even if you do, who's the quarterback you want that you'd rather have than than Mac Jones or fucking Fields? Coming out next year. Next year without the first two picks, probably not. All right. Yeah, so that's like go hard for one of these guys, man. Okay. And go I, hard for them. And, uh, you know, without really having the combine, you know, we're not going to learn much more other than these pro days. Oh, speaking of the combine, what kind of exercises do lazy people do? Uh, is this a joke? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Tiddly squats. Tiddly squats. Diddly squats. <laughs> Tiddly. All right. Um, yeah. No, I track on everything that uh, everything that you just said. I agree with you, and I know that you agree with me because I'm saying cool shit. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's say that we don't get a quarterback, and like we talked about last podcast, we're going to talk about the draft way more in depth as we get much closer to the draft. But the capital really got me interested in what it would take to either move up. We talked about that. There's a decent chance for us to move up to that four or five spot it might take another first round pick yeah and seeing what miami just did at a minimum it's going to take a second round pick 
Two years ago when we drafted Noah Fant, we moved from 10 to 20. Mm-hmm. And Pittsburgh gave us a second-round pick and a third-round pick just to move up 10 spots. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a second-round pick is a no-brainer. At least. That's a, and, that's a easy for me. And easy probably choice. a couple second-round. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, you'll you'll give it up all day long yeah, to no. get one of those quarterbacks. For sure. Okay. For sure. What if it took a couple of second round picks? Because that might be what it takes. I think I would. Again, you know, like, this year's second round pick, next year's second. I round understand pick. the draft. I'm also, it's not often that you have opportunities to get players that could change your franchise. No, it's not. And you know, we don't know everything about these players yet, but we do know that they're pretty special quarterbacks that don't come along often. So, yeah, I give up two for two second-round picks for that. Yeah, when you Pick stare down guys. these five quarterbacks, I think you got one special one. We've talked about it before. Uh, Mel Kuyper has uh, Trevor Lawrence ranked number three on his yeah, rated I mean, number three quarterbacks that he's ever that's graded. That's next level. Yeah, it's behind only Elway and Peyton. Mm-hmm. Uh, which yeah, is crazy. Which is crazy. Crazy. Um, and then, you know, you've got Wilson, who at his pro day – just lit the building up. You had scouts cheering, Wilson. literally calping at, yeah. clapping out loud. Wilson, you take away uh, Lawrence. Easy number one pick. He's a number one pick, and he's one of the better one number one quarterback prospects for a long, Agreed. long time. And then you took you, you stare down Lance, Fields, and Jones, and just in a normal year, one of those guys is going to be your number one pick. Mm-hmm. Be a top five, at least Dude, for two sure. of them. Yeah. For sure. One of those guys would be a number one pick. And it's stacked. Like this is, you know, every year there's quarterbacks, and you're like, you they have four or five like this that you feel like two or three are super overrated. Yeah, like uh, then, Rosenfeld or whatever his name was, Drew. Rosen, yeah, like why the whatever. fuck are we even talking about this guy? I don't see that in any of these guys. I think they're all potentially starters that could be very good to stars. Now one of them is going to suck. Just statistically, it's going to happen. Probably at but, least half of them are going to suck. Yeah, suck. But there's also uh, half of them are going to get in a terrible organization that is not going to utilize them properly. And they're going to, you know, like some players that probably could Like have been Wilson really to the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> For example. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I just, right now, to me, I'll be disappointed with anything but a quarterback coming out of it after the draft. All right. Well, Unless I learn a lot more between now and then, and there's other things that are exposed. And I'm not sure who I'm the most high on that we're capable of getting. I think we'll learn more between now and then. Yeah, I need to study it more because right now, I, I don't I, – we got three guys. I don't know. If we had to pick today, I'm picking Lance um, just because of his ceiling. Yeah. But the lowest floor is probably Jones. So there's a lot to it, right? All of them only have yeah. 17 starts. The, all of the guys that Jones was throwing to are all going to be top 20 picks. Yeah, no, that's a good point. <laughs> and their offense, including their offensive line. But what world did a guy have a season like Jones and isn't the first round for number one pick? Just ask Joe Burrow. <laughs> for real. Joe right? Burrow, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, all right, well. Plus he's got the, he's got everything that you'd want, except for the. Except he's Tom Brady who can't scramble at all. Well, he can't scramble at all. For yeah. sure, but Denver's gonna be stacked to wide receivers too, man. And yep. we want a guy that could throw the ball more than be able to just, scramble around. Just get him the ball. We wanted somebody that could get them get rid. Well, of I'm the not ball talking about breaking off 20 yard runs, but it would be nice to get out of trouble. You in always the want somebody that could scramble a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say he's Tom Brady bad, but I don't know it's Mel Kilper 
compares him to Tom Brady over and over for whatever that's worth. For the, the bad parts of Tom Brady. The bad parts of Tom Brady. <laughs> um, He's got a great body, just like Tom Brady. Have you seen him shirtless, dude. That was embarrassing, dude. <laughs> well, but he was, he was smoking a world. He was uh, sporting a world championship and smoking a stogie. He's got a some more power to that dad, dad body. Bod. Twenty years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we know that you want the. You're going to be. Let's just be real. You're going to be disappointed if they don't come out of this first round with a quarterback. But yeah, yeah. let's say that it, it just doesn't work out that way for whatever reason. Let's say that the General Patton, we know it's George Payton, people. He's General Patton in our books ever since he's. I'm growing to trust him. So, Yeah, let's say that you know he, he comes out after draft be like, listen, we tried to move to four. We tried to move to five. We tried to move to seven. They wanted too much. Yeah. Um, and so he trades out of that nine spot. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the 15 which I think they 20. should do if they don't go for a quarterback. He'll trade. Let's say it's somewhere between the fifty to twenty range. We still have holes, mm-hmm. so let's go over holes real quick. You could call middle linebacker a hole, but it, I wouldn't necessarily. I don't think it's you know between uh, Johnson and Jewel. It's not our best position, but they are very serviceable in NFL linebackers. Yeah, they're not missing tackles. Jewel is actually better in coverage than people think. Yeah. I think with the uh, the pass rush, with the defensive backs that we have right now, it's easy to look at the defense and, and find the weak areas that really aren't terrible. Yeah, and that's what our middle linebacker is. You know, like the they're fine. I don't think that we need to stretch and, and dig too deep to get a new middle linebacker. Me too, and if I know that uh, there'll be a couple middle linebackers available at 9, but you know what? The second and third best ones will be available at 16. Do trade out. No. And let me tell you why I like that. So if we trade out a 9, what we can expect to pick up is an additional second-round pick. Yeah. So wouldn't you get the second-best available middle linebacker or the third-best available corner or the first – best available uh, safety and pick up a second round pick in a deep draft all day all day, all day. yeah all i day. mean we're not talking brian urlacher right here you're gonna you know that the difference there's gonna be people that will rate the second linebacker higher than the first linebacker yeah maybe there's because i mean most people do Old have boy denver penn state and most people have denver picking him yeah. number nine he is the best linebacker but but I've middle linebacker paper. is kind of like running back. You can get a really strong linebacker who is the third best linebacker in the stat in the draft. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this isn't it's like happened over and over. The again. best quarterback is the best quarterback. The best pass rusher is the best pass rusher. The best left tackle is the best left tackle. Middle linebacker, you you, you can go with the second or third best and still find a really quality, really good one. And the difference between them. God, I, I wish I had saved this, what I had seen. but So the, the Penn State player, which I wish I remembered Parsons. his name right now, Parsons, he was rated like 8.9 as far as. and the That's a high rating. <laughs> it was really high, but the two people below him, the middle linebacker, were 8.8 8 and 8.7. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a pretty strong case or class. But there's plenty of talent, and there's oh, that's no, a strong class. Well, Brian Urlacher was a nine point seven, yeah. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Like uh, no star, good depth. Yes, there's very solid starters that will be coming out, but there's three that are close enough. You know, between those three, it's a crapshoot of who's really going to be the better player and, and what defense they go in. 
whoever Denver is going to pick probably might end up looking will end up looking like the better player because of the rest of the defense they're going to be going. That's into. true. It's like when you know Pittsburgh picks up a middle linebacker or somebody else like or the Ravens. Like we have a good system yep. that's going to work well, well. And the nice thing about linebacker, much like what you brought about running back, immediate impact. Oh yeah, they don't have the they don't have the curve like the a lot of other players do. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, all day. That's if we don't get the quarterback, we we can't stay put. That's basically what we're I saying agree. here. We either move up because if the chance is we're going to wait and see if a, a quarterback falls in our lap, it's probably not aggressive enough, and there's a really good chance somebody's not going to, and you miss your opportunity. You either trade up to get that quarterback or trade back and go for the second linebacker okay so we agree 100 percent. which people listening things happens a lot you should hear us when we're not recording we don't agree on shit yeah you know i'm like wear your mask on your butt and you're like no it goes on your face and Put i'm it like, on your oh, dick i disagree <laughs> um so the biggest holes that i see i would put middle linebacker four uh, top holes uh for me are still in the offensive line in particular that right tackle mm-hmm. um and then depth at the safety position, knowing Jackson's not going to be there next year. Depth at the corner position, knowing there's a good chance Fuller's not going to be there. Callahan's not going to be there. So if you're looking at tackle, corner, safety, and linebacker, there is a really solid chance that you pick up the second best linebacker at 16, the second best or third best corner at 16, the fourth best and maybe the best right tackle yeah. around that 16 range. And definitely the best safety. Definitely the best safety. So collect that capital, move back between that 50 and 20 range, and take the best player available out of those four slots. And you're going to be looking really happy. 100%. And, I mean, the, you don't even have to look at it as every single one of those opportunities being draft, drafting somebody. There's opportunity to make a trade for a player for the, a team to move up if you wanted to you know, try to – get a tackle or get somebody from another team to trade up to move into that spot. So, I mean, there's more opportunities other than just every one of those positions we have to pick in the draft. There's ways to maneuver where we could get players from other teams. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options there. But we don't stay put. We agree 100%. We don't stay put. I want to move up. I do want to move up. I want to move up. Yeah, I don't want to wait at nine and hope one falls. That is my stance. Go get him. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I want to move up. I just have yet to decide, and certainly not knowing who San Francisco is going to pick. I've yet to decide who I want. Yeah, and it's now be- on draft day. I'll know, and I'll be screaming, "Go get Fields! Go get Jones! Go get Lance!" When that fourth, when the, when the Niners come off the clock, and they pick one of the three guys, I'm going to know who I want us to get. Yeah, and I'll be screaming when. Who's the fourth pick? Atlanta. Atlanta is now on the clock. I'm just screaming. Go get that pick. Yeah. Go get Jones, Fields, or Lance. Somebody's going to. Somebody's going to. Somebody's going to do it. Should be us. Should be us. Now it might take another first. We might lose our first round pick next year. We might. You know, I think though. But we might gain a fifth and a sixth. But we're other than other than uh, Carolina, we're in the best position to move up. Because the team trades out from there is going to still be have a higher top 10 pick. Oh. Every team behind isn't going to trade up. No. It's either going to be Carolina or Denver. Or th- New England. Or New England. But New England's, you're, 
you're going back a little ways. I mean, we'd have to give up more. I don't probably. know what capital they have other than the 15th pick. They might have three second rounders. They could. You're right. They could have more to leverage. They could have more to leverage. But and it depends on what these teams want. You know, if they if they really want the offensive lineman or one of those wide receivers, they're or probably the going. To want, they're probably going to want to stay within the top ten to pick get that pick. Yeah. So I think Denver is in a nice spot to be able to move up in, into that fourth pick. Agreed. But so is Carolina. So is Carolina. So Carolina might be like, we're not fucking around. We need a quarterback. We're at number eight right now. We're not going to sit around and wait for somebody to fall to us. We have to go up. Yeah. I mean, there's a real potential. Every quarterback goes one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, there is. <laughs> there's a, and there's, it wouldn't surprise me if Atlanta didn't just stayed and picked a quarterback, knowing they got Matt Ryan locked up for two years. Dude, who knows? The Packers would have done it. It wouldn't be a bad choice, really. No, it wouldn't. But uh, you look at franchises like Cleveland, Miami, Denver, you want to be without a quarterback Yeah. for two years, one year, six years? Nope. That could happen. I mean, God, it could be. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited for this draft. Yeah, I'm excited for it. But too. I'm excited. I want Denver to make a move, man. If they just stay put at nine, and it's, I'm gonna be disappointed. I don't think you're gonna see that because yeah. I think it's up in the air who's the best corner. You know, I think it's down between three. We already discussed it's down between two or three linebackers. There's yeah. gonna be de- you can take a right tackle at 15, and you can move back to 20 and probably still get the safety, right? So, old boy from TCU. All right, so we talked a little bit about Locke. I put together. In preparation for this conversation that we're going to... I knew we were going to have this conversation as soon as the Niners made the trade, right? All right. I got a pros and cons list for keeping Locke. So, the cons list is almost self-explanatory, and it leads into everything where we're like, go get a quarterback. But let's just go over it. So, the con for keeping Locke is that um, last year... Well, first off, let me ask you this. I saw on Instagram you put up a meme... They had Minshew, Alex Smith, Nick Foles, and Drew Locke. Yeah. And it said, who would you rather have as your starter next year? Yeah. I think we've had that discussion before. Did we? Those, yeah, we did. Oh, you probably said Minshew. I, I did. Uh, I, I, I picked Minshew over Locke. Okay. I think we went one by one. I think I, I chose Minshew over everybody. Okay. But that, I, obviously, I'd rather get one of these rooks. Well, we talked a lot about trading back. Meaning that there's something that could happen. We don't get a quarterback. We got to trade back, which means that we're going to roll with one of these four guys. Or yeah. when the Jets pick Wilson, uh, I, Dodson. But I, I want any of those. Darnoldson. Any of those players over. Darnold. I want any of those players over Locke. You would rather have Nick Foles and Drew Locke? Yeah, I would. Oh, yeah. shit. And that was consensus with the people that commented. We were all pretty much Broncos fans? No, I, like one person said Locke. Wow. Yeah. That surprises me. So the cons to Locke, he was last in almost every quantifiable rating last year. Yeah. Completion percentage, QBR. Far behind Minshew and, and everything. Yeah. And except, Minshew had arguably, not even arguably, he had a way worse team. Yeah. They ended up with the <laughs> yeah, number one pick. Not even arguably. That was say, it's, he had the worst team. Yeah. Um, and then, but he was tied for first in something. Uh that's, is it a negative, I'm guessing? Interceptions. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know that. Would you categorize having the worst QBR completion percentage and yet having the most interceptions? Dude, he sucks. I'm just saying it. Like, I'm not beating around the bush. He is not fucking good. Like, no. So nah. here would be the pro. 
And uh, I think that Locke's taken a lot of heat. But we've got to remember the amount of injuries that we had last year. We have to remember that he only started four games in the 2019 season. And in the 2020 season, we cannot forget the amount of injuries that he had. He had a rookie receiver who dropped the most balls in the NFL. Yeah. Here are He had a suspect line at times, even though I think they're a little bit underrated. I, I'm not saying they're good. And then let's go over the injuries. Von Miller, Hall of Famer. Cortland Sutton, Pro Bowler. Bryce Callahan, Pro Bowler. A.J. Boye, Pro Bowler. Their entire right side of their offensive line. Justin Strand, a linebacker. Uh, Issei Bassey, a corner. Their rookie tight end who was starting to light it up, Okwi Wanagaman, or whatever his name is, before he got hurt. K.J. Hamler missed games with a pulled hamstring. Didn't play all camp and missed games in the regular season. Duke Dawson. Jarrell Safety, uh, Jarrell Casey, Philip Lindsay missed like four games. Yeah. It's all, I can, you can get a little grace for it's that. It's all reasonable, right? but a franchise quarterback still doesn't have a losing season. And we're like Tom Brady here. We're in it for fucking rings. We're in it to make the playoffs, and we're in a really sensitive place right now. Because let's look at that two ways. And this is what I'm going to say right now is the exact reason why we go for a quarterback in the first round. Oh, wait, are you, do we need like an alert? Da, 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 da. Down. Here comes, here comes, <laughs> <Is that> her? <laughs> here comes Josh's truth. Spit it. Okay, th- th- this is why. Okay, we have, let's say we sit with Locke this year. We're stacked on the defense. We're going to have one of the best uh, receiving corps in the NFL. I believe that. Let's say that he plays okay. <laughs> All right, let's say he just plays okay. We end up nine and seven. We're in a shitty fucking spot, man. We're in a shitty spot. Yeah, ask Andy Dalton or David Carr. Okay, because... Go on. And it's not only like, well, he's good enough, let's keep him. What are the other options? We're not going to have other options. We're not going to be able to get a draft pick. There's not a lot of free agents coming out at quarterback as we look ahead in the future. 74-year-old Matt Ryan. (laughs) Okay, so let's let's look at another scenario. Younger than 84 Tom Brady. We get Minshew. Yeah. Who I think is better. Minshew brings us to 10 and 6. Ah, first round playoff loss. You read my comment. Same exact fucking thing. We're still, we got a slightly better quarterback. We're still in the same spot. You got to get one of these guys in the draft. Kyle Shanahan thinks so. You got to get one of the guys in the draft, or we're in. Packers GMs think so. Yeah, we're in quarterback purgatory, where most likely, I don't think that Locke's even good enough to be in that high average percentage. But he's good enough to get where we're winning enough games to where we never get a good playoff, a good uh, draft pick. And Minshew's slightly better where we're going to win a few more games and he's more exciting to watch and the fans will like him because there's a lot of dumb fans that just are, oh, he's exciting. Why can we get rid of him? Tim Tebow. We were 10 and 6. We were 9 and 7. I mean, you can't get rid of him. (laughs) He's fun to watch. And I like him. Minshew is fun to watch. But we're never going to make it past the fucking wild card game. <laughs> yeah, you just like his mustache. I do. He's a sexy guy. You would hold on I to love that his mustache. Mullet. He's like, I like Minshew. I think he's fun to watch. I want, him to, I want to watch him on a different team that's going 9-7. and seven. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying Drew Locke reminds you a little bit of Jay Cutler? Just not as talented as Jay Cutler. Probably not. He And I don't like his attitude. He's got kind of this... Uh, 
that, he's not a likable. That's why. That's why I refer to him as Cutler. You know, he's kind of seems like a cunt, Cutler. Yeah, but the locker room loves him, man. Gosh, dude, I don't. And they I, did not yeah. love Cutler, but the okay, locker fair room enough. loves. Fair Locke. enough, but there's something that's not likable about him. Where you got Mac Jones's dad bod. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Mac Jones with that dad bod. Do you think he's the type of guy in the locker room that just stands totally naked and dries his balls off in front of everybody? Oh, rocking that bod? <laughs> yeah. Because when you're either going to get made fun of or you rock out with your cock out. Dude, he just, I imagine him lay, like leg up, drying it with the hair dryer. <laughs> like the old guys at the gym. Got to get underneath. That's where the hair is. Speaking of that, do you remember that time we were, uh, this is a not off football a little bit, when we were playing racquetball working out at that, that uh, club in Durango? Yeah. And we went in the, the sauna, and you were sitting there, we were sitting there in the sauna, the, the steam room. Super steamy, big, nice uh, steam room, and there's a bot eucalyptus sitting there. <laughs> no, I don't remember this. So You, you remember this. Yeah, why don't we talk about the guy who was making fart noises? Do you want to talk about that first, or do you want just instead. Okay. What about that time in Phoenix where you almost got raped in a steam room? I did almost get raped. You want me to talk about me getting raped and you don't want to talk about the, your experience in the steam room? <laughs> You're too embarrassed by it. Well, this is a good lesson for those young listeners out there. Go ahead. Uh, okay, okay. I'll tell my story. So yeah, I was in Phoenix in a steam room, a big, nice one. Is that? I'm going to say where it was. It was uh, LA Fitness. Is that a nice Scottsdale. gym? It was Scottsdale. nice then. Oh, in Scottsdale, it was nice. I bet it was. It was nice in Scottsdale, Arizona. And... My friend, my friend of ours, who you know, obviously, we grew up together. <laughs> we got on working out. We're sitting in the steam room. I'm like laying down because it's one of those big ones. It's really steamy. I know there's a couple other guys in there. And our friend is sitting kind of in front of me. And all of a sudden, he gets up and bolts out of there, like lightning fast. And I'm like, oh, I must have got too hot for him, you know. As the air, the steam starts to dissipate, I'm hearing the sound. It's like... <laughs> I'm like, and I'm looking over, and I'm seeing this guy over here. And as I started getting more visibility, I see the dudes sitting there staring right at me, just jacking off. That's not ha- That's not real. It. I swear to God, it happened. Did so you I, have to like pause for a second to dude, process that? It took me that? a minute. Like, what is? I thought is he doing something, exercising? He rubbing his leg, like massaging or something? No, he's jerking it. So I get up, clean off real fast. While I'm getting dressed, the dude's staring around the corner. Gets staring around the corner, jacking off. Watch me get dressed. Uh-uh. So we both go, and, and our friend had seen it first, and he just fucking left, man. <laughs> says, I'm out. He didn't even warn me. He wasn't like, hey, bro, there's a dude jacking off looking at us. Come on. He just out. <laughs> and he thought it was funny that I stayed in there with a dude staring at me. So we go tell the manager, and we just, this was our first time working out there. We'd say, you know how you used to have to sign a contract for a gym? Yeah. We just signed this contract. We go tell the manager, and he's like, they're... They're jacking off in there again. <laughs> he, he writes a, le- a note on a paper that says no masturbating a locker room and goes and sticks on the locker room. So we demanded a getting out of the contract and a refund. Never went back there again. And they let you out? As they should. They let us out. They okay. let us out. Yeah. <laughs> Dear. That's poor management. That's poor management. Oh, that guy's in there jacking off. Again? Uh, no, he's like they're they're in there again. <laughs> like it happens with other. <laughs> it wasn't one individual. Plural is worse. All right, so that I guess I was going to go over some more of the pros, like how Vic Fangio lost us two games. 
one against the Titans, one against the Raiders, he just did. by clock management. Dude, there's, there's nothing you could say to Patch. me that makes me feel like we should keep Locke. Well, then there's a... And there's I don't want another fucking free agent or a trade unless it's it was going to be Russell Wilson. I don't even want Watson. Speaking of Watson, this is straight from ESPN. Three new lawsuits accusing Deshaun Watson of sexual sexual assault yeah. and inappropriate conduct were filed last night. Yeah. Three new ones. Now listen, I innocent until proven guilty. I don't know what's happening. This is a lot, though, right? Yeah, it let, is a lot. No, let's put a disclaimer out there. This is all just and accusations. With what we're going to have to give to get him, which we've discussed in, at nauseum multiple times, I don't want him. And I certainly don't want to get him for even still what we'd have to give him. With the team that we have this year and the potential, let's don't bring a circus in like that. So the only scenario that we've talked about in the offseason that I would sell the farm for is Wilson. And Which that's was it. never going to happen. Never going to happen, but that would be the only one. I don't want Minshew. I don't want any of these other quarterbacks that could potentially come in. What about uh, uh, Darnelson out of New York? No. They've been... He would be higher up the list than some others. I don't know if I'd want him over Locke. And even if we get, I'm not confident he's going to be the one that's going to be the franchise quarterback that is consistently enabling us to go for a ring. That's what it's about. Speaking of which, we can't forget in the offseason, let's do it after the draft, we're going to break down, would you rather be the the Broncos franchise since 1992 or the Packers franchise since ninety two. We want to talk about that later. Later, let's okay. let's. We need some off season stuff, and that makes sense. Yeah. And here's just a little primer for it. Yeah, the Packers have gone from Favre to Rogers in that time frame, but the Broncos have won more Super Bowls in that time frame. So yeah. that's a worthy discussion to have, even with us being so shitty the last five years. I think it's a great discussion. One is a lot more stressful than the other, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. But I, I, I guess that's up to the listener of which one is more stressful. Yeah. I know which one's more stressful for me. I know which one's more stressful for me, too. Yeah. But and I also know which way you're going to go on when this. When you're a team that's used to winning, and you don't feel, if you're a fan who does not feel satisfied in a season unless you win it, that makes a big difference, right? And that's how I am as a fan. Yeah. I know which way you're going to go. We're going to go opposite ways on yeah. this. We, we've kind of talked about this a little bit off. I don't think on the podcast, though. No, 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 just individually. And yeah. we've had, I, I feel like we Here's were Here's a hand. I'm going to go, I'd rather be the Packers. Josh is going to go. There we go. The yeah, let's, let's but we'll it. get in depth on why. And why. And it's obvious why, but we'll get in depth and talk a little bit more well, about it, that. I mean, it's, yeah. Speaking about in depth, have you, this is totally off football. Have you heard of that new podcast with Kevin from The Office called The Office Deep Dive? No. So it's Kevin, the guy that played Kevin in the office. I can't even remember his name. I've listened to like eight episodes now. I don't even know the dude's name. He sits down with stars of the office or people that were writers. He just did uh, Ricky Gervais. He sit down with Jenna Fisher, and he talks uh, just about their experience at the office, and it's freaking awesome. I thought Jenna Fisher was already doing it. They do. This. They have one called Office Ladies, I think, her and uh, Angela. Were they pissed when he started an Office podcast? I don't podcast? think so. I doubt it. I th- they're both really popular podcasts right now. But the coolest thing about his, they were, he was talking with uh, Rain Wilson. And they were talking about what, what got cut that you were most disappointed by. And he said there, there was a scene where it was... Um, uh, 
oh, fuck, what's her name? God damn it. The Michael's girlfriend, Jan. Remember when Jan got pregnant, had the baby, and she had went to uh, uh, artificial insemination? So they were having her, her baby shower, and Kevin was like, this is why Kevin, the guy who played Kevin, said was, was his biggest regret getting cut. Kevin was like, where did you get artificially inseminated at? Where was the clinic? And she's like, it's, it's a really upscale place. You wouldn't know about it. And he's like, is it the one behind the IHOP? I, I, I guess she had one of those looks on her face like, oh, shit. Where he's like, there's a brief moment where she's definitely like, this could be Kevin's baby. <laughs> you know those looks in the office. So I just thought that they should not have cut that. So Dude, freaking funny. That seems like gold. Yeah. Speaking of that guy from the office, there's a there's like an app or this website that you can go to and it's called Cameo. And you can pay lots of different celebrities. Like some, Are you familiar with this? I am. Yeah, okay, so yeah. for people who aren't familiar with it, this thing called Cameo, you go on there and you could pay like I don't know, just name any mostly B-listers, right? Mostly, but not yeah. always. Like, uh, who are we talking about tonight? Used to be on fo- Megan Kelly. I think Megan Kelly's on there. Really? Yeah. God. So I mean, there's some legit. She don't need, she don't need the money. She doesn't need the money. Um, and like Pee Wee Herman's on there. That's a B-lister. That's funny. <laughs> and they'll Speaking charge anywhere Huffin, from huh? like forty dollars to seven hundred dollars. And if you pay them through this app, they'll do a personal message for you. You know, whether it's like on Instagram, they'll send in a story. Or you can get it for like a gift. They'll call your wife and you know t- wish her a happy birthday, or send a text message, or leave a voicemail. You can pay celebrities to reach out now and contact either you or other people. Kevin from The Office, whatever his real name is, is making almost seven seven figures a year on Cameo. Really? Yeah. Holy cow! It's like a hundred and ten dollars a pop, and he does That's how like many he's doing. does like ten of them a day. Each one of them lasts like three minutes. That's all he's doing all day long. Well, no, three minutes. I mean, that's what he's doing two hours out two of the hours day. Two hours a day. Making six figures, you said? Seven. Seven. Mil- over, it uh, was reported that he made a million dollars in 2020. Dude, that's a good deal, though. Yeah. A hundred bucks to have Kevin come on and say something. I, so I've known about this for quite a while, and I was going to bring it up on the podcast. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to bring it up on the podcast because I was thinking about getting that for you for your birthday you should have done it that would have been fucking hilarious but i couldn't pass up the opportunity with you talking about him tonight and it was going to be kevin from the office that i got now he's making money doing a podcast about the office and, and they're like still, 30 minutes they're not long and he's still probably making 100k a year yeah just from uh reruns of the office dude the office is not more as popular as it was when it was uh, when it was on television it's became that much more popular after going off the air. It's been the most popular TV show from 2015 till now. The most watched TV show by double. That's the next crazy. Watch TV show. And it's all crazy. reruns. It's all reruns. It kind of had that Arrested Development effect. As wildly successful it was, because there's plenty of years it won the Golden Globe or the. Emmy it was a very or, popular show. It was yeah, the number one show at the times. So yeah. And for it to have that, I mean, kind of like Friends, I guess. There was a time where Friends was the number one stream Netflix show. Was and it? And it was the number one show on NBC for lots of years. Yeah. Um, but it, it's rare. Usually when you see something like that, it's like an indie. 
cult hit like Arrested Development. Like Arrested Development, yeah. Or even uh, Breaking Bad to an extent, because Breaking Bad wasn't really popular until how many seasons did it have? Eight, nine. Yeah. It wasn't really, really popular until it's like last later two in the last few seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also crazy considering Mandalorian, all these new shows that are out that are so popular. Like, it's far more popular than every new show that's on a streaming service. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you want? I w- s- still enjoy Bewitched. Do you want to talk football more, or do you want to Would You Rather? I want to Would You Rather. Okay. Would, would you, you rather? Would you rather? I'm trying. I got a couple here. Broncos, briefing, would you r- bitches. Okay, yeah, you do the... This is going to be a new segment, the Would You Rather segment, so come up with the da, 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 da. <laughs> Seems like the same one you do for all of them. It's got to have that, that toot at the end. <laughs> would you rather be married to Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian? Oh, uh, Kim Kardashian. She's worth a lot more than Paris Hilton, right? Uh, maybe now, but long term, Paris Hilton's going to get into that Hilton quiche. Oh, yeah, that's Google right. it real quick. All right. Google Paris Hilton net worth, Kim Kardashian net worth. Well, does that in, does Kim Kardashian's net worth include half of this guy's about to? Nah, they or probably is he going to half of hers? Yeah, well, he's a lot richer than her, so uh, Kim Kardashian net worth da, 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 seven hundred eighty million. Yeah, okay. Josh, Josh. Paris Hilton isn't worth that. Josh, seven hundred eighty million. Is that with that has to be with some of Kanye's cash, right? I don't oh. think she's worth that much. And Paris Hilton's net worth is approximately three hundred million. But I wonder what Paris Hilton's going to inherit. Paris Hilton's father's net worth—he's definitely a billionaire, right? Yeah, Conrad Hilton, I think. Uh, uh, oh no, her father Rick Hilton, who has a net worth of just over three hundred million. Hmm. Oh, but the Kim Kardashian, you're going to be a lot more in the limelight nowadays, right? Yeah. But Do you want, sounds like you want to hang out with Paris. No, she. <laughs> I'm probably going Kardashian too now, knowing that net worth thing. I like how you're. Def- Listen, dude, Paris Hilton. She's a good person. All right, so you're you're going Kim. You're- and then I'm starting an NBA team in Louisville. She gonna be supportive of that? You think? Uh, she's my wife. She has to do what I say, <laughs> dude. You know what? She's immediately gonna have an affair with one of those NBA players that you have on your team. That's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Obviously, is Kentucky uh, a state where if you get divorced because she cheated on you, that you could get more money? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. What's that, that called? Uh, fault. Fault at fault. At fault. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have a nice little plan there. I like it. <laughs> Would you rather crap your pants in public once a year for the rest of your life or crap yourself in private every day for the rest of your life? That's Wait a minute. I think you messed up your would you rather here. Would you rather? Because what sh- you're asking me is do you want, you're going to crap it no matter what. Do you want it to be in public or private? No, would you rather crap your pants in public once a year? Oh, once a year. For the rest of your life, you shit your pants in front of a people. Nothing you could do about it. You don't know when it's going to happen. <laughs> you can't wear a diaper around all day. Or you shit your pants in private every day for the rest of your life. 
So what you're asking me is, do I soil my pants every day and nobody knows about it? I just got to do lots and lots of laundry. You got to go clean your ass. Or and... do I become known as Poopy Pants Matt? Yeah. So because... I mean, it could be at any point, but it's only once a year. You might be driving. Well, it's in public. So, yeah, you could I be mean... waiting in line at the bank. Based on what you've said, you wait in line at a lot of places. <laughs> you're waiting your Whole Foods waiting to check out and you shit your pants. That'd be better than at work, bro. You're at work, probably most likely. Probably. You're in a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most likely scenario. You're with a client and you shit your pants. I picture myself in a meeting with Elon Musk and Why are you with Elon <laughs> Musk in this this is a real life question, Matt. And uh, he's the kind of guy where he's like, Did you poop your pants? <laughs> and I'm like yeah, it happens once a year. It's like, happens to me too. <laughs> <laughs> you held that accent. <laughs> and then he poops his pants to make me feel better. Uh, I'm going every <laughs> day in reasonable. private. Yeah. Okay. Do you, I mean, your name is Josh. Do you want your name to be known as Poopy Pants Josh? Because once a year it happens. <laughs> and after it happens the first time, everybody feels sorry for you. Year two, it happens again. You're like, well, that's just something that happens well, dude, to you, Josh. Poopy Pants you Josh. you got to move to a different city every year. <laughs> yeah. And lots start of, your life over. Lots of moving jobs. And that's what so I'm in a meeting with... Elon Musk. And Elon Musk. Why would you be? Why are you in a meeting with him? <laughs> well, this is a real life scenario. Yeah, so you got to take it for real. Why are you with Elon Musk? Well, we have meetings from time to time. Now right. they've been over Skype lately, but now I just, that he's in Texas, exactly. I picture him being the guy like, I poop my pants, and he looks at me like, "Did you poop your pants?" <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. And I'm like, "Yeah, I do that once a year," and he's like, "Don't worry." I do too. <laughs> so he's he's at the same bed. And then he just like poops his pants and then he's like, No, you do not feel bad, Matt. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He did it to help you feel better. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. So I'm Matt, you're Josh, and then I'm picking I poop my pants every day because I'm not a lazy person. Yeah. Not lazy and I'm willing to do laundry. Wipe your clean ass clean. And you're sticky. like, No, do it once a year, but you're just known as poopy pants Josh. No, you have you have to move once a year to yeah, a new state. Well, no, see, it happens once, and people just feel sorry for you. Yeah, like oh, that happens. That happens every everybody. So, yeah, but the second time, you can't let it happen twice. So I guess you could live it two years in one place. Do you know it's going to be like every twelve months, or do you know it's going to happen once in a twelve month span? It could be back to back days, dude. It could be back to back days. It could be four days. It's once. If it's back to back days, that's good. You're like I ate something bad, and now you've people got twenty four months. Yeah, most likely though, it's going to be like four months. Eight months later. All right. And then you got to move to a different city. Well, I go to a lot of concerts. I wouldn't want to poop myself there. Yeah, I mean, no, you could be sitting at a Kevin Federline concert and shit your pants. <laughs> and just nobody knows the difference, you know? <laughs> Throwback 2002. Because you were at a Kevin Federline uh, concert once, I, right? I probably had a backwards Broncos visor on. I don't even know if down. he did he even sing. I don't think so. He just danced. <laughs> <laughs> He's got talent, bro. All right, so we've talked about a lot tonight, mostly around Locke and uh, what happened with the Niners trade and how that affects us. Affects us, And now who's going to be left, whether it's Fields, <laughs> Lance, or Jones. Look on your face of Did sheer... I have a stroke? <laughs> it's as Weller we're drinking, I think. Uh, as Weller's it's good. It's not a good idea to drink. Yeah. It's fun to drink while we're doing the podcast, but... We definitely have a lot of delays that I think is unusual. <laughs> Did I stop talking for a little bit there? <laughs> you froze. <laughs> yeah. Like the people that are listening are probably like, should look at their phone to see if it paused. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how the Niners draft affects that, who they're going to pick, and whether we should go get that pick. We'll be back day after tomorrow. 
to talk about this and more, bitches. Talk to you on Wednesday, bitches. That it? You're good? Peace out. Peace. Peace.